so, I mean, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, do I have a radio talk show voice? Oh, you do. You sound great. I, are you going to have music in the background like all yeah. the other Oh, yeah, dude. It's going to be <laughs> official. Hi. Uh, my name is uh, Mark Monterosa. talking with Mark Monterosa, one of my med school classmates and uh, current emergency medicine resident. We're going to talk about his experience over the last couple months and um, as we try to kind of discuss it as far as what it means to find wellness and purpose at work. Thanks for talking with me. I just, um, you know, kind of getting a feel, and I think you have an interesting perspective being in emergency medicine. Um, just kind of want to ask you how things have changed over the last two months, and and what's what it's like going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been something that I think changes the uh, the appropriate word. Uh, every, um, you know, at every every step of the way, you know, something different um, has has come up and uh, people are, are developing new ideas and concepts and both doctors and nurses are being innovative and we're kind of paying attention to what the rest of the country is doing and uh, just trying to, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> keep up with the times. Yeah, it, it seems like every, you know, 15 minutes you're getting an email mm-hmm. every hour that's like, uh, this has changed, and now we know that this works and this doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's hard to keep up with. Um, but uh, kind of to, to switch gears here a little bit, I mean, this has definitely been something that's um, stressful for physicians, and I think a lot of that comes from the uh, fast-paced changes of all of uh, COVID-19 and the new things that we're learning. Mm-hmm. Um and we're, you know, we're constantly getting bombarded by um, news stories and, you know, the latest uh, data on what medications help, what don't. I'm sure there's protocols in place for, for uh, the emergency medicine side as far as intubating and, and you know, proper PAPR and all this type of stuff. Um, and that's really stressful, right? Because we don't know everything that's going on and it's constantly changing. But what kind of stuff... and that takes a toll, right? And it causes uh-huh. a lot of stress. What kind of, um, you know, things have been put in place in your residency program or, or have you noticed that they're trying to help to make sure that your guys' well-being is, is being taken care of and that you're um, getting any sort of help that you need? So um, th- that's, uh, you know, something that, that they've been addressing since day one, uh, you know, just through co- uh, communication and email because, uh, like you may know, and, and across the board, this is pretty common. But we've we've given up or we've stopped doing a in-person conferences. We have our you know our generally weekly conference that we that we've done since you know that all residencies do. And because right. too many people in one room, um, we've we've elected to go with uh, you know using go-to meetings and you know this mm-hmm. online presentation, which yeah. is spectacular. But um, since the start of that, they've always uh, you know reached out to us with the emails, just like you know checking on us, seeing how we're doing. As a whole, and then also making sure that we, uh, you know, had uh, opportunity to talk to staff and faculty. We also have um, like a uh, Tulare County Medical Society, 
um, created a physician assistance program that um, offers six confidential sessions per year. Um, so this, they're, they're, it's completely anonymous. You know, it doesn't go out to the medical director or the program director. It's just mm -hmm. it's for us just to kind of access them. This is 24-7 access. So it's a, it's a physician's confidential line. And uh, there's a number that we can call. And, uh, and we don't get any discipline or, or referral to any disciplinary body. It's really safe and confidential. And I think it encourages that if somebody needs help, which, as you know, and if we look across the numbers, you know, it's not a, it's not a topic that's that's fun or even feels safe to talk about, but in reality, it's there. And it's a large percentage of physicians that just feel overwhelmed and that they can't, you know, continue on. And you know, we, the alternative to to getting help is, you know, possibly you know having some damage or harm done, and that's just not uh, what we want. So I, I'm I've been pretty uh, I've been more than satisfied with the uh, options that I have for all of that. And then uh, you know. Yeah, we have a, a associate program director that has taught me a lot, and, and especially when it comes to wellness, and, and you know, these are topics that uh, just we get bombarded with how to be well and how to be, you know, um, how to live a good life and this and that. And, and he he really drove something home that I think is is really, um, and, and it's, it's just as true right now. But part of being well is not just uh, you know running away from work or hiding from responsibility, but it's from enjoying um, the things that you do do. And so, like what you what you choose to you know do for a living or work, if it if it feels like it's well and you're doing a good job, um, then then that's part of wellness. And so he's kind of also reminded us of that this year, and I think that's been great just to kind of remember that you know we can enjoy ourselves as we go. Yeah, I think I think in a sense we're in a great position being senior, you know, third year uh, residents mm -hmm. because we've had, um, and it, it sounds like your program too, it, uh, programs that really have dedicated a lot of time to making sure that we are familiar with what wellness is mm -hmm. and that we're kind of well-rounded and we have those coping mechanisms to help when we, when we get stressed. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, now we're able to kind of benef benefit from that and, and use that and, and things that we have, you know, started to use throughout the last two or three years. Um, so I think that that's, that's fantastic. Uh, you know, it, and it, it's really hard. I mean, from their, from their position, right. Cause it's hard to, it's, it's something that we don't always want to talk about. Right. Mm -hmm. And when we go to a conference and we're like, Oh gosh, it's on wellness today. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> but um, it, it actually, you know, you hear it enough and it, and it, it really helps. And it, it, I think the biggest thing for me when, when we have those types of talks or whatever, um, or if you have like balance groups or, or just, you know, talking with your other, you know, co-residents, that it makes you stop and it makes you reflect on, on where you're at and how you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I'm curious to hear from, from you, what, what do you think wellness is and, and how have you used it? um, you know, throughout your residency? Huh. Yeah. I, uh, I think the, 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 my natural first inclination, and I, I just had a conversation with, uh, with our, with our medical director about this, but just how like my, all my hobbies, like everything that I, I truly love to do and that what makes me feel alive and, and just back in action involve being outside. And like, that is just mm -hmm. not, uh, <laughs> compatible. The antithesis of yeah. being in the uh, ER. ER. Yeah. So it, it was something that I just, I just always associated wellness with being outside of the department. Right. And for yeah. so long, I just was like, if the second I get out, I feel well. And then the second I'm back in, 
that's a bummer. And that's just not the way that it was. Like when I first chose emergency medicine, it was because for the first time I went into a shift in the hospital and I was stoked. I was just like, this is cool. I don't know what's going to happen. And then I would leave with energy and I would uh, excitement about coming back and, and doing it all over again. And I wanted to keep that up. So that's what I kind of had to like refine uh, during my senior year is kind of just refocus and say like, why did I go into emergency medicine? Why does it give me so much energy? You know, and, and you know, that's kind of what I had to, um, you know, kind of search for. And the other thing that kind of keeps me well is, is knowing that, um, <clears throat> that 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 possibly I can I can make a difference in in, in both uh, other residents and uh, patients' lives and and then and you remind yourself that that you're you're here to serve and make a big difference um, on a on a small scale uh, it really kind of gives you perspective and and one doctor I talked to this week uh, she runs a you know an awesome podcast it's called Real Talk uh, shout out to Alicia Kurtz uh, she really helped me um, you know I've had a good conversation with her and she. Uh, just really um, reminded me that I need to find something that gives me perspective in medicine. And uh, when I can do that, um, then, you know, there lies your passion. There lies your, your, your energy and, and what you'll need. So, I, and that's really what, um, you know, I've been searching for. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. I think that a lot of us come into this and we are excited and it's what we want to do. And then throughout, you know, residency, in your first and second and you know even third years you can get kind of um bogged down with the busyness and with everything and, and you start to lose some of that passion for it and you lose a little bit of that perspective and i think the thing that strikes me most about kind of what you were saying is that you have to be able to um step back and, and look at how you're doing in order to come to that conclusion that, hey, I'm not really, I'm feeling a little burnt out or I'm feeling like um, I'm just not enjoying what I'm doing anymore like I, like I used to. And why is that? And then, you know, you kind of explore that a little bit more. And then it's finding ways that you can, you know, connect your passions to what you're doing. And, you know, you mentioned going, you know, some things outside of just the um, standard kind of emergency medicine career, like leadership or doing some sort of, uh, you know, wilderness medicine. So that's really important, but it all kind of stems from that um, point of saying, hey, you know, why am, what, what's going on? Um, I feel like I'm not as fulfilled with all of this. And that's something that I think is at the core of a lot of these talks that we have about, um, you know, being well and, and, and trying to stave off burnout. Um, but it's not something that they always kind of jump out and say to you. Yeah. Oh, and there's so many different, uh, you know, so many different parts of wellness that uh, are, are outside of just what, what's on the surface. Like if you really dive deep into it, you know, doing a good job is part of being well. That's another thing that kind of uh, gets driven home and, and sometimes, uh, you know, that's what we run away from, you know, it's like, oh, if I do a good job, that means I have to learn more. That means I have to, you know, stay at, sit at my computer for an extra 15 minutes, finishing this note, do a little bit better job. But in reality, it's like, where, you know, are you missing out on satisfaction? Are you missing out on, um, you know, just that, that, uh, that, it, that inner, um, you know, uh, just, just the feeling of knowing that you did a good job. Yeah, and I think I think that that's something that is 
easier said than done, but I think it pays dividends in the end, especially if, you know, well, first of all, having satisfaction in your work is super important. And I think that comes from, you know, dotting your I's and crossing your T's and, and being complete. And I think the other thing that that does is that extra 15 minutes to look up something on up to date when you're responding to some lab or, um, you know, finishing that last patient encounter and writing a little bit more detail on that HMP. Um, it, it enables you to, after you leave work, to have that feeling of, you know, I did a good job and I feel solid about it. And, you know, now I'm not going to worry about it all night. Whereas I think we've all had those experiences where we maybe cut a little bit of a corner or we think, oh man, if I would have just sat there for a little bit longer or, you know, asked that consultant this question, like I wouldn't be worrying about this right now. And so I think that that's a big part of being able to keep work and uh, your personal life separate. Because once you leave work, if you're able to kind of leave that, all those feelings at work, then you're able to fully relax, fully recharge. Uh-huh. And then, you know, you're going to you're gonna be better, stronger, faster when you come back in the morning. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you, you hit it right on the point. It's like just being honest with yourself and what works. And like for certain people, certain things work a lot better than others. And you were kind of talking about coming back, recharge, ready to go. Um, some people need to decompress and like, not necessarily take work home, but they need to take the stories from work home or they need to like unload that burden of like mm-hmm. what I saw today. And like, I can't unsee it was like a Quentin Tarantino movie, you know, just mm-hmm. awful mm-hmm. and just blood everywhere, you know, that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. they can't just process it in their head on the way home in the car and then spit it out and then come back. They need to tell somebody and like everybody's different. Like some people it, just reliving it or talking about it is hard because it's like you, you create that burden all over again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I think about if you're honest with yourself, you'll find out what kind of a, a doctor you really are. And if you need that, then it's important to find a person that will listen to you, you know, whether it's a spouse or a really good friend or another doctor, especially if it's another doctor, yeah. they understand you, you know, and they'll be able to hear it. And, uh, and then other people, like, as you mentioned, if, if, if that's, you know, that's just a matter of causing more trauma and more, uh, yeah, yeah. more burden, then maybe it's a matter of decompressing and, 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 and you know, kind of, get your battery charged in another way yeah and so you know what what um in my in my program we have you know dedicated time that the residents can talk to each other at a lunch meeting or sometimes we'll get like a half day um to just kind of decompress and have you know talk with each other about certain patients and things that are going on and then of course you always build those relationships that um, you're able to talk with certain people that you really click with and and that's such a big support um does your program have things like that and then also do you feel like you've had to do that more often now with with everything that's been going on yeah, you know, and that's a really good question because we, we of course, we have these things that are set up as, and they're called wellness days. Like, do we put the stamp of wellness right on it? Dude, right. That day, right. And that day we're free from uh, any clinical duty all as a class. Like they take all 13 of us and they say, you're not scheduled on this particular day. And it comes, uh, if you know, don't, uh, man, don't hold me to this, but I think it's four of them a year. It's either three or four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say it's quarterly. And uh And so we'll get that one day and then we get to pick whatever, you know, we want to do that kind of resets us and makes us feel well. 
Um, obviously within reason because it's only a day, you know, that we get off. So we usually pick a restaurant and then we pick an activity, whether like sometimes, you know, some classes have chose to go axe throwing. We went uh, floating down a river one day, um, you know, just a lot of uh, fun activity that we can do together. And then there's that opportunity to talk um, with each other about whatever we want and, and, and kind of uh, unwind and, and really, uh, you know, get back to being close and being friends again like because I mean that's a big part of residency and and that we forget is that you know we're a lot of us are just really good friends we just don't have time and and energy to spend with each other yeah right yeah I think that's really profound what you were saying and because I think a lot of times we separate wellness from our our profession Uh (laughs) I think the uh, at least sometimes I, I feel like I do that like all right I'm at work (laughs) <laughs> okay, now I'm at home. Now I'm going to be well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the 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 idea is that we don't ignore that, you know, a ton of our time is spent doing the job that we have been trained to do mm-hmm. and that we've worked really hard to be able to do. And so bringing that idea of wellness into your work and finding fulfillment and, and being complete and, you know, finding satisfaction in a, in a good day's work is is really i think uh, a, a really great point and something that we don't always think about oh I, I yeah i know for a fact that i need to work on that but it's it's uh it's definitely a work in progress because uh, you know there's just so many fun things uh, outside of uh, out of work that are always tempting and they're on your mind but in, at the same time you know we, we signed up for this and this is what we were trained to do um and it's still something that you, you know when you look at who you really are, why you chose to do it, uh, it it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not something that you want to run away from. You want to go towards it. Right, right. So um, what do you, how would you say that, I, I mean, me and you talk about this a lot. I think we have really good um, coping mechanisms. We're, we're really active. We have things outside of work. We have great relationships and families that support us. Um, but, you know, what, do you have you seen anybody in your residency struggling more with everything that's going on or um, maybe who somebody who doesn't have those types of you know robust uh, stuff like that not to saying not to say that you know we're perfect in that we we're not having a hard time ever but um, have you noticed that that that's been more of an issue for anybody in your residency you know, it's something that I've I've talked to a handful of residents about, and um, you know, and and they're usually on the the, the same side of uh, you know same side of things as I am. We're fortunate, you know, maybe they have a spouse or or they're in a relationship, and that's kind of you know been a a, a, a mode of support for them. Um, but you know, I do look to a lot of my friends and other co-residents who are maybe here in town alone. Um, you know, maybe their significant other is also in medicine, et cetera, at another residency program or, or whatnot, and they've had to rely on, um, you know, phone calls, et cetera, you know, um, right. <clears throat> video chats or that sort of thing. And that's not always the same. You know, it's 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 tough because the restaurants are cool. You got to dine in, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, mm-hmm. there's definitely an, an aspect of loneliness that I think whether people admit it or not, uh, if you don't have immediate support and uh, and and help at home, uh, it, I, I, I couldn't, I can't, I can't imagine it not being difficult. And so, yeah. uh, you know, this, this time, maybe, you know, you're bringing something to mind right now that maybe now more than ever, um, you know, we need to be looking out for each other just to make mm-hmm. sure everyone's doing okay. And that people are not lonely or people do not feel abandoned 
or um, you know completely uh, you know overwhelmed with the, the amount of um, you know the, the amount of new protocols, the requirements, the changes. Like you, we all just right. all the different changes in how we see patients and how we uh, care for people and get them uh, you know upstairs, get them discharged, get them moved around the hospital. It's it's right. not easy. Yeah, and I think that our you know I kind of our generation maybe is different than the old school way of medicine mm -hmm. um, and that we I think probably because this is a topic that we talk about a lot coming through medical school and residency now is how how we're doing our, and then and burnout right mm -hmm. so I think that that's something that we're cognizant of and that I'm really glad um, that we, I, you know, I can't say that we think about it more, but I think we're more comfortable talking about it with our peers uh -huh. um, than some of the, um, you know, um, older physicians or, or something. So I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, you know, and I definitely will look at, look around at, at, at my peers and be like, you know, how are you doing? You're doing okay. And, and stuff like that. So um, I think that that's a, a, a positive uh, shift and kind of in, in our generation, but also that's been brought out by all this uh, COVID-19 crisis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, it's just now more than ever, you can, you, you can come forward and tell people like I'm, I'm right. hurt and it's not, you know, you're not going to be looked down upon. I think, especially in our program, like that is not a sign of weakness. You know, some mm -hmm. of the strongest some some of the best residents have uh come to me and, and and explain that you know they're hurting inside or they're they're feeling down and, and they're addressing it and you, you'll see them work clinically and you would have never guessed it bro like yeah. you just you, they're they're on fire in the hospital they're great they treat everybody well but on the inside they're still hurting and they're still tired and they still need some encouragement and uh you know now they that we're talking about this. I mean, you, you can see that in the past, it wasn't like that. And so we look up to a lot of these doctors that do not do this. And, uh, that is, uh, that's, um, you know, I think it's important to recognize that, that, that times do change and, uh, you know, it's, sometimes it's for the better. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that probably isn't every profession. I think that there's a higher, maybe a little bit of a higher standard in medicine because, uh, you know, traditionally medicine is very paternalistic and, um, you know, we feel like maybe we know everything and that there's no time for us to have problems like that. So um, it, it makes it it makes it harder and it can it can be a true burden when people feel like they can't express themselves, um, you know, or, or, or look to get help. And I think, you know, thinking about things that residency programs are doing, you know, having uh, very, very private uh, ways that you can get help without ever having to talk with your program director or yeah. even any other residents, things that are, are super easy to find and um, ways to get help is super important. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just to know that we're kind of, uh, you know, we've got each other's back and like, yeah. you know, once again, times are changing and instead of just, you know, being a bunch of hyenas waiting to prey on another doctor who's, you know, feeling sick or weak. Now it's a time of like, okay, um, it, it's, uh, it's more about supporting them and getting them to where they need to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that that's hopefully one of the biggest positives that's, that's going to come out of this. I think, um, you know, wellness reflection, um, not, 
you know, burning out by finding satisfaction in your job is something that's had a lot of momentum. And that now with all of this going on has really just kind of risen to something that that can't be ignored and that we, we have to address to continue to address in the future. Um, one last question for you. Yeah. Um, you know, if you were to think of a way that that could be um, improved upon um, in kind of, a, you know, in your residency or things like that, do you have any thoughts about how you think it could be better? Um, and but if but if it's if it's one thing that I think that uh, it's just a reminder is that uh, there's there's nobody holding you back, especially in our program, um, as far as the program director and and anything across the GME. If you just if you have an idea, if you have a, uh, if you have a niche, if you have uh, something that you feel passionate about. They're not going to stop you as long as it's not going to kill anybody. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> so, so my one thing would be if uh, that the residents themselves can be, you know, reminded that, um, you know, if there's a problem, if there's something that you don't like, then fix it. You know, I yeah. just I wish I had been driven towards that a little bit more from the get go. That it's like, hey, I noticed that I don't like the way this process works. Um, I need to go and be proactive because nobody's going to stop me from fixing it. Does that make sense? Like I just. Right. I look back and I'm like, shucks, like I could have fixed all these things if I had just been the guy that, that stood up and was like, hey, let's, uh, let's make a plan and then ask the right people. And uh, there's so many uh, yes men and yes women in our hospital that just say, I can fix this. Um, I, I just wish I had taken advantage of that more. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of the, the core of that is feeling like you are empowered, that you have the support of the, the leadership behind you as a resident. And that you could come forward and say, you know, what if we thought about doing it like this? Or, you know, I, I think that maybe we could get through to everybody if we thought about using this verbiage or things like that. Mm -hmm. And that's really important. It's, it's something that's scary, but I think it's something that's uh, probably never going to go away. It, even if, you know, in the in the real world, right, you're, you're going to have a boss. And so yeah. um, trying to develop those skills of how can I... Um, you know, um, assert myself in a way that that's positive and that contributes to everybody's uh, benefit. That's yeah. a, that's a really good point. Be that Karen and talk to the manager, dude. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think that that, um, you know, I think my kind of response to that is, um, we as residents, a lot of times still are, we're scared a lot, right? There's a lot of uh, stuff that we don't know. There's a lot of learning that we, that we have to do. And so we're vulnerable a lot. Yeah. Right? You don't want to stick your head up, dude. You'll get it cut off, you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and we have, and we kind of go through that on a daily basis awesome. on saying, you know, um, we've all had those experiences where we have a patient and then we go to the attending and, and where it's, uh, it's a slam dunk and we say our assessment and our plan and we just say blah, blah, blah. And then we're just way off yeah. and we get like, no way. And so we know that feeling. And then when it, so when it comes to this idea of, of wellness, we've all had those kind of scars that, mm -hmm. um, we've been vulnerable and we've been wrong. Mm -hmm. And, um, so to, to be like that to a superior uh, is, is difficult. 
Um, and then I think that that's why it's so important that we have robust relationships with our peers um, to kind of help heal those wounds. And um, it's something that to think about as far as um, the uh, leadership goes and, and things like that, that they do need to uh, foster that really supportive relationship so that we don't feel, um, you know, worried about coming forward and saying, um, you know, hey, I, I think maybe we could do it this way. Oh man, that's yeah. That's exactly what um, you know. Exactly what I would I would recommend to a new resident coming in um, mm-hmm. to any program is just kind of look for that and 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 if it's there, to like, take advantage of it. Thanks for talking with me, dude. Yeah, man. Uh- well, thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully, this has been a, a great reminder that wellness doesn't just stop at the door when we enter the hospital or clinic. And I think now more than ever, it's, it's important that uh, we find purpose in our work to continue that spark that got us interested in medicine in the first place. And maybe that's through spending a little extra time with an anxious patient or reflecting back at the end of the day um, and stating, you know, I did some good here and I was able to help. Uh, with that perspective and reframing may come uh, you know, a renewed sense of purpose, and we may find ourselves bringing wellness into our work. Have a great day and stay safe.